Yo, yo, yo. Yo, good brother. What it is, man? What it is, bro? Oh, man, I can't call him, man. Just sitting down for the first time today. Man, it's been a heck of a day. And it feels good. <laughs> it feels good. When I tell you I, this is the first time I sat down since I woke up this morning. Bro, you've been busy. Man, I've been running, man. It's graduation week, man. You know what it is. Oh, yeah. Everything got to be in order. This, that, and the third. Oh, yeah. Putting the finishing touches on this, on that. I just lit up this Hoya Special Hampton. I just poured up some Jameson. And I am about to enjoy this and this podcast this evening, brother. What you got over there? Bruh. It's been a heck of a day for me too, bro. Um, I got this. I'm on the Axum right now, bro, and I'm gonna tell you how rough it's been today. I, I got the Axum, mm-hmm. and I got a cor- I got a I got to pair it up with a course, man. Of course, of course. Oh <laughs> yeah, you took it back. You paired it up with a course. Yeah, man. I heard that. Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. You got to do what you got to do, man. Indeed. It's been a minute, though, since we've been on the cast, so. Been a minute, man. man. This is this is season four, episode four. I got it right this time. Mm, mm, mm. It's been a minute since we did the last cast, but, you know, we had a lot of stuff come up, personal business, yep. whatever. Uh, yep. We got it all taken care of, um, you know, and we back it's at it. You know, we you know, we got to come back on the cast and let the people hear us for a little bit. Yeah, man. So, t- hey, just give us a rundown of what's been going on since the last time we was on oh, the podcast. man. Since the last time we was on the podcast, man. You know, the last podcast we did was about finances. We had a great response from that podcast. Got a lot of questions and, you know, had a lot of dialogue about that, you know, offline. So that turned out to be great. Um, but since then, um, business has been great. We've uh, gotten into a new lounge here in the 757. Shout out to Flat Street Cigars over in Portsmouth, Virginia. Flat Street. Uh, Flat Street. Shout out to them for bringing us on board. Of course, you can find us at Moe's Cigar Lounge in Hampton. You can find us at North Suffolk Cigars in Suffolk, Virginia. Um, where else we at? You can find us at the High over in Portsmouth. And of course, you can find us online at HoyaEspecial.com. We also... Big news, big deal, man. Some there we go. Something we've something we've been we've been keeping under wraps for a long time. It's been hard, man, because it's it was so exciting. <laughs> it was so right. exciting, man. We was trying not to let that cat out the bag too soon, but we teamed up with the only mobile lounge, Noir Mobile Lounge. If you had not had a chance to check those guys out, follow them on Instagram, Noir Mobile Cigar Lounge on Instagram. Check them out. Great business, great uh, wife and uh, husband combination. Man, they're killing the game with the mobile cigar lounge. Y'all can book them, book your Hoya Special, um, mm-hmm. Noir Experience. So they approached us, man, and they actually wanted to um, start giving out some complimentary cigars when people book the lounge. Yep, so yep. They, they approached us about um, producing some cigars for them. So we produced two cigars for them, and it's called the Noir Experience Cigar. They have a Robusto 5x50 Maduro, and they have a 6x52 Habano Pigtail. Both of them are excellent, excellent cigars. Um, if you're experienced cigar, you know you got the Robusto Maduro. 
if you're new, you don't like nothing too heavy, you're a mild to medium person, that, that Habano Pigtail would do you just right. So they got two uh, noir experienced cigars, and we couldn't be happier, you know, to partner up with those guys. And, man, look, the response has been great. The rollout was excellent. Oh, yeah. If y'all haven't oh, had yeah. a chance, y'all can go on our Instagram page um, at the rap session, check out the uh, commercial we put out and all the uh, publication we put out for it as well. But, yeah, if you're in a 757, definitely get on Instagram and follow um, the Noir Mobile Lounge and book your Noir experience. The prices are very reasonable. Um, the lounge is decked out. It's nice on the inside. And I, yeah. just saw the, I just saw the day that they just opened up the outside portion. They added yep. another part to it. So if you want to book the inside and the outside, you can. I think the inside can fit up to between 12 and 15 people comfortably. But yep, then they yep. just um, added on the outside um, of the lounge. They put some chairs. And you got to go online and see it, man. I, it's, I can't even explain it. It's so dope. So check them out. We partnered up with those guys. And, man, appreciate it. Thanks for everybody. That's been putting the word out about Hoya Special. Part of the yes, reason why we ain't you. done a part of the reason why we ain't done a podcast <laughs> in a while is because man. man, we we had a serious influx of online sales, which it was a good problem to have. Trust me. Yeah, and yes, we it was. just we literally just did not have time to do anything else but fill online orders. I yes. mean, literally from sunup to sundown, that's what we were doing. <laughs> so we want to shout out to everybody who purchased not only purchased, but spread the word and had their friends and their friends and, you know, just everybody from all over the country just swarm our website, man, and just bombard us with sales. So we appreciate that word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, so yeah, we, we was, we was really busy. Um, we, we was working on getting orders out in a timely fashion. Um, you know, some things we just can't control, and that's the post office. Once we give it to them, you know, we kind of got to sit back and wait as well. So for everybody that placed orders that felt like it took a little bit longer than expected, um, yeah. thank you for your patience. But once we give it to the post office, we, we kind of just got to sit back and wait too. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but to add to, you know, some of this other stuff that was going on, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got a chance to squeeze in uh a vacation a short wow. vacation and uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to to visit the only black owned cigar lounge in the state of Nevada and wow, that I'm so talking cool. about uh Sugar Daddy's um the owner's Jeff had a good conversation with Jeff so shout out to big uh sh- to Sugar Daddy's and um North Las Vegas and uh, mm-hmm. dope spot, man. Really clean, really nice laid out. Humidor is, is a good size. Um, mm-hmm. He has an upstairs part, man. Big bar. And he actually has some type of um, entertainment for every night of the week. Um, oh, that's so dope. Really, really nice, man. Um, he's in a good area. And he's he's already had a lot of folks come through there. Um, you know, Cam Newton came and spent some time with him, and mm-hmm. and quite you know some other folks came as well. And um, he said it's just been a good time. So, so uh, a, shout out to Jeff. It's a lounge, alcohol, and restaurant, or just it is. Uh, he has a a really big bar, and um, 
and uh, I believe he has a kitchen. Okay. And uh, he had plenty of seating, man. It was, you know, it was a lot of space in there, and that didn't even include the upstairs part that he has. And um, it, it was really, really, really nice. Yeah, I, I saw so, like from I the said, pictures. I saw from the pictures. It looked pretty well spaced out with the bar and the and the regular yeah. seating. I was like, man, this thing looks like it's pretty spacious. Bro, honestly, it gave me the feel of the funny bone. Yeah. And you being able to – the bar is right there, and you you have the ability to smoke cigars. That's what it felt like to me. So I, I like that feel because it, it was real – even though it was big, it, it looked like it could be a nice, intimate um, venue for whatever it is you want to host. Okay, okay. Definitely had to check that out, man. I'm planning on going back in November, man, for my birthday weekend. Big Smoke mm-hmm. is that weekend. Uh, Big Smoke is the weekend of November 5th and 6th, which is happened to be falling on both of our birthdays. So. Wow. Look at that. Look, this, it's Look supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen <laughs> if you ask me. Right, right. If we Look don't at go, that. If we, if we don't do that, we are wrong. We both are wrong. Yeah, so we need to go ahead and get I'm them definitely, tickets. I'm definitely planning on going to Big Smoke, getting my tickets, booking the flights. I'm going out there. I've been saying for the last two, three years, I want to go. You know, obviously the, last mm-hmm. year due to COVID, you know, we, you know, it didn't happen. But this year, yeah, I yeah. will be in Vegas. So if you're looking for a Hoya Special, a rap session in Vegas, we gonna be there. We coming. So yeah. I got a chance to uh, to have a good cigar at uh, Monte Cristo mm-hmm. um, Cigar Bar. It's inside uh, uh, Caesar's Palace. And okay. um, I had a nice little layout in there too. It's it's much smaller than Sugar Daddy's, but it's still a, a good place. Not bad to have in a hotel, right? Um, right, right. Had a decent selection, um, and it was it was really nice. It was a lot of people that was coming in and out. Service mm-hmm. was fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the drinks were good. So I, I mean, it was a nice it was a nice spot, and it was really nice to have it inside the the hotel. Because I didn't have to go far to enjoy a cigar. That's what I'm talking about right <laughs> there, brother. That's what yep, I'm talking yep. about right there. Right on right on site. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Second, man, I was uh um to segue into another segment, man. I was having a smoke. Um and some of y'all might have heard about this, some of y'all might have seen the post. But uh, I was having a smoke over at the uh, Mo Cigar Lounge and the uh Lieutenant Governor of Virginia walked in. Of course, he yep, was running yep. for running for election uh, to be the actual governor. He wanted to come in, shake some hands, meet some people. And mm-hmm. you know, as soon as, as soon as I saw him, first question in my, you know, I had a business cigar <laughs> question. <for him. laughs> right, you know, right. He, you know, his handlers came over and was like, "Hey, you want to take a picture and meet him?" I was like, "Nah," but I do got a question for him though. I was yeah. like, "I, you know, I, I don't want to do the." publicity thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I do got a serious question for him, so if you can get his attention. And so, mm-hmm. you know, one of, his, one of his guys got his attention, and I got him into a corner. And, um, you know, I, I had a question for him. You know, if yeah. you don't know, the government is looking at um, banning um, infused and flavored cigars um, yep. due to uh, underage smoking. And so yeah, that's going to that's going to impact the cigar business. I mean, if you ask me, I think every just about almost every line 
in some form or fashion has some type of infused cigar out there. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to impact a lot of people from new smokers to women to, I mean, even some guys out there that only smoke infused cigars. So it's not right, just women, right. it's everybody. That's also going to impact the, the cigar companies. That's going to impact the cigar manufacturers. You know, that down mm-hmm. to this one, this is going to be a ripple effect all the way through the cigar industry. So I just said, man, you know, I, to, to my surprise, he wasn't too well versed in it. You know, I asked him, I said, you know, what's the plan? I said, I know it's a federal thing, but just like any other law, y'all have these state laws that, you know, that y'all can make for, you know, specific for the state. And he was like, well, I wasn't too versed in, you know, tobacco politics and, you know, all that good stuff. Right. So right. I, explained it, I explained to him, you know, exactly what was going on and what it was. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I actually walked him in the humidor, man. I walked him in the humidor and I, I showed him our line. Oh, you spent some time with him. Yeah, I spent some time with him, man. I wanted to explain to him exactly how this is going to impact, you know, our, you know, not only our business, but everybody else. And I pointed out not right. only our cigars, but I, I pointed out every infused or flavored cigar that was in the, in the humidor. To right, explain right. to him how it's going to impact our business. I said, our business alone, I said, we got seven infused cigars just from our line alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I said... Then you got Drew Estate, you know, you got Acid, Tayback. I mean... Uh, you, got a, you got the the the, uh, the, the whole the line. The sisters. Yep. The, you got all those lines. Not all of them. Immense. Not even to mention the, the groovy blues and the you know that whole oh line yeah the Tatiana the Tatiana I mean you just got all kinds of you know infused and flavored cigars out there so my 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 um argument to him was I said I said man there's there there are buffers in place for places like cigar lounges I said I can see convenience stores you know the mom and pop stores and stuff like that yeah if you want to put something in place to stop sales there. But I said, I highly doubt, and it's obvious a lot of a lot of the people are buying the flavored, you know, the smaller black and miles or flavored sticks, the Swisher Sweets and all that stuff to roll a weed up in. You know, we all know that. So, so I, see, t- I told him, what I told him was, I said, I highly doubt if somebody walks into a cigar lounge like this one to pay between 10 and $15 for a cigar to cut it open, dump it out the tobacco and put some weed in and roll it back up. When they can go to Seven Eleven or a convenience store and get two for ninety eight cents, right? I said that's why it's, we got buffers in place. You got thirty and up age limit for men, twenty five and up for women, and people just not gonna spend that money to waste a dog on cigar to dump it out and put weed in it. Man, I said somebody has to really think this out before just doing a across the board slice and cutting everything out. So it makes no sense. So it doesn't, and, and you know I think we talked about this before. Uh, might not have been on the podcast, but I'm still saying, look, who y'all targeting? Because in Virginia, you got to be 21 to buy tobacco product. Right. 21. So you you're saying be, you're you targeting the underage. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to be 21. You can't even get into the cigar lounge unless you're 25 or 30. So that's the buffer again, that's in place. But I'm saying at, on top of that, who you really trying to target? You're not trying to target a, a, a cigar person, or a, a man or woman that's smoking cigars on the regular. You're right. targeting a small group, a small demographic, or large demographic that smoke 
machine rolled cigars. Right. That would be your Swisher Sweet Tips, your Black mm -hmm. and Miles with all their flavors. Mm -hmm. If that's the target, then I think the legislation got to be uh, amended and adjusted to specifically call those out. But again, some of those makers, uh, those makers are making other other brands as well. So if you didn't know, Swisher owns Drew Estate. Drew Estate. There you go. So and you imagine the impact that 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 would have on that company alone, you know. And mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think that's fair. You know, yeah. the, the standard is 21. The age is 21. At that point, you can buy alcohol. You can buy tobacco. You're an adult. Yeah. And then now they, I and, do say, and, and then they're legalizing weed. <laughs> right. This is the crazy part. Right. Right. You're legalizing marijuana. I'm like, okay. That's, if, if any time amount. I want, Small if, amount, any, if, if, if any time I wanted the lobbyists to take, take their ass up to D.C., this would be the time. Go on up there on behalf and, and throw some money around and uh let's 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 get this thing put under the table. <laughs> right. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and kill that bill right off the bat. That don't that's ahead. not making sense. Yeah, let's go ahead and kill that. It, it it I mean just on just on its face, it makes absolutely no sense when you have states, especially like our state, July first, marijuana will be legalized. You can grow it in your in in your yard. You can have yeah. up to an ounce on you and not get charged. I mean, yep. it's nuts. It's it's actually nuts. But you want to ban a a a, to, a tobacco product? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but you know, uh, the, the state the states they're figuring out now. They they got the mechanisms in place where it's, now they can make money off of marijuana. Now, before they couldn't <clears> make no money off it. That's why everybody was going to jail and all of the dispensaries well, were okay in the state, right. but on the federal level, they still were illegal. Right. But now they figured out how to monetize it and get taxes off of it. So they're like, oh, okay, we'll we'll go ahead and excuse this. So Well, you know, it, it takes a long time to get it stood up. And so when you get the so when you have somebody on the inside that can tell you, hey, this is coming, you can already get yourself in position to 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 bring your dispensary online. So that puts you, you know, kind of ahead of a lot of people. And it takes money to make money. You know, so if right. you think it's just going to take a few dollars to get going, you know, I think I think legalizing it, it just, you know, it's changing the whole dynamic. Do I, mm -hmm. I, I never felt like there should have been a ban on marijuana. I have to agree with my uh, one of my favorite comedians, Cat Williams, mm -hmm. when he said uh, marijuana is not a drug. It's a plant. It just grow like that. Um, that that's different. A drug yeah. is something that's manufactured in a lab and and created and, and given out that way. And and that's, you know, your Tylenols, your your uh, exactly. opioids, stuff like that. That's way more harmful than a natural plant. Now, exactly. I will I will caveat this by saying uh, a natural marijuana plant, whether you get, you know, the different strains or, or whatever, I'm saying in a natural form, not enhanced, not adding something to it to make the high more intense. Um, right. I'm saying the natural, the natural leaf. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I but yeah. Overall, that. that was a good that was a good topic to 
to bring to the um, lieutenant, was he the lieutenant governor of Fairfax? Yeah, lieutenant, yeah, Fairfax. I mean, he was, don't get me wrong, he was really receptive and he was really open to learning more, not only about the issue that I brought up, but tobacco as well. You know, he asked me a question about, you know, why I smoke to, um, cigars, what cigars do for me. And, you know, he was really interested about the cigar business. And he actually, you know, before he left, he gave me his information and he said, keep in contact because. I want to keep a close eye on this because this was something that wasn't on his radar. And right, so right. now that I brought it to his attention, he was like, I want to stay abreast of everything that's going on. So, you know, I do appreciate him and, and commend him for taking the time. Cause I took up easily an hour, 20 minutes of his time when he could have been taking pictures at the bar with, you know, so, trying to try, trying to get some votes or what and whatnot. But, you know, I appreciate it. That. That. Indeed, my my question was, well, what brought you to the cigar lounge? I mean, well, <laughs> that, that well, seemed he, like a little bit out of his element. It seemed like it, I, I could tell it was out of his element when he walked in. You know, when he walked in, everybody knew who he was, but you could right. tell he was kind of out of place. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, he met some people, shook some hands, and took some pictures with him. And I don't think when I met him, he was expecting the question that I asked him. Right. Because, like I said, he had no clue as to what I was talking about. And so that's when we stepped yeah. into the, I said, man, we need, you know, let's go take in a human door and I can kind of explain this a little better to you. And he was like, yeah, let's go. And I yeah. showed him our brand. I, I showed him, you know, talked to him about the seven cities line and everything else right. we had. And, you know, he congratulated us on the line and all that good stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a real good conversation. Now, if now you never know what a politician, he could have walked out of there and, Forgot everything we talked about. Who knows? Politicians, are, <laughs> they are trained. They are trained to act like they care about everything that you're talking about. You know well, what I'm saying? You know, yeah. it's it's like that. I don't mean to cut you off, bro, but it's like yeah. having the CEO come do a walkthrough or a commander. Yeah. You know, if you got in charge of a big command, I mean, he probably got somebody saying, hey, take this question down. I'll get back to him. And eventually they probably will. You right. know, and and I think it's like that on a on a uh, state level, and and right. you know, the fact of the matter is he's he's running for governor, right. um, and I think we end up having our primary that that Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, we um, did that next Tuesday. We had our primary. Yeah. So. Uh, so I mean, it, um, I mean, it was the timing was just you know I just happened to be there that night, but we all knew why he was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was there to see. Yeah, yeah. He was there to solicit support. So I'm get not that last him. push. Yeah, get that last push. I'm I'm not hating him, hating on him for that. You know, I I I yeah. take him at his word when he said that he would follow up on this. That's what he said. I, that's all I could do is take the man at his word. Right, so, right, right. Shout out right. to him from that. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's the politics bill for the week. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's going on with, what's going on in these NBA playoffs man I watched these I watched that Sixers right. game last night and I was like what is yeah they, they were, blew it they were up by yeah. 30 points yeah I when I when I finally fell asleep I was like oh yeah they got this I was like man they trashing the Hawks and then I was very was, surprised when I stopped watching was, the game man it was 72 to 46 I was very surprised to listen to the Breakfast Club this morning and hear that the Hawks had came back and won that game. I, I was I was floored. That was nuts. I was like, wow. You're yeah. talking about something that's absolutely nuts. That was nuts. 
So um, also with that, you know, the, the playoffs have been crazy already. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Lakers going out in the first round, nobody saw that coming. But they I got did. bounced by a really good team, you know, the Phoenix Suns. And then Phoenix I, I swept saw what, coming, Utah. Man. Yeah, I saw that coming, man. I saw that they – everybody underestimated Phoenix, man. But, I, man, and here's, here's my thing about Phoenix and Devin Booker, man. I am tired of these sportscasters and on ESPN, on Fox News, on whatever NBA network. Uh, everybody that's call a game, calling the games, they keep saying Devin Booker is an up and coming star. Yeah, man, this dude is a star. You don't he been get a nobody, star since he was you, in Kentucky. You don't get nobody a hundred million dollars if they are up and coming star. They had to prove right. themselves to get that. That right. dude is a bona fide star. The dude, in my opinion, he can he he is just as good a shooter as Steph is, if not better. I think his mid range jumper is. Ten times better than Steph. Steph can shoot that three with his eyes closed, but I think Booker got a three point. His three point game is right there with Steph. But his mid range yeah, well, game. He got to keep his eyes open though. He yeah, got he a good. He got a good mid range. That mid range yeah, game he got. Yeah. That that fifteen seventeen foot jumper. Brandon Booker. It's, bruh. He he, he, he he's not missing. He is. He but I tell you, he is not missing, man. That that dude is. He's 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 gonna be he's gonna be a problem for a whole lot of years to come, man. Yeah, he locked in right now. And, and the thing about it is, you got to give props to the old head, and that's um, uh, CP3. You got to give yeah, props because he hitting too. Yeah, he he killing it. He playing he playing at a real high level. Well, that's you know, a real well. You know he out term. He he out for the rest I, of the playoffs, man. <clears throat> and, well, they said indefinitely, but I don't. I don't think it's indefinitely. If he followed the protocol, I think he will miss game one. Um, that's all all based on how the yeah. previous series will go. Yeah. Um, it could be as early as the 20th, but it could be as late as the 23rd. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not really concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. It just all depends on how if, – if the Clippers can close out or not. And I think they've up 3-2 in their series right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they, they're hurting right now because uh, Paul George got to carry the weight while Kawhi Leonard is out. That's true. Yeah, he, he got a knee injury. But that's, true. That's, the same, that's the same for Durant with Kyrie out with an a ankle sprain. And I think Harden came in. He came back, but he played 45 minutes, only dropped five points the other night. Hey, man, Durant played out of his mind 40, the other 35 night. 35 minutes. He 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 was out of his mind the other night, man. Who, KD? KD played oh, yeah. out of his mind. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna to. tell you, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Kevin Durant is the best scorer that we've seen since Michael Jordan. Period. Point blank. Hands down. Bro, that, that surprises not, me coming from you. That has that has not been a better scorer in the NBA since Michael Jordan. Bro, the dude he is the probably dude, the best seven foot shooter the I've league ever. has seen. Ever. Now, he, the only person I would think would come close, and some people may debate me, is Dirk Nowinski. He's about a to, great about shooter as well. Dirk. I knew he was going to say Dirk. Dirk is a great Dirk, shooter. Dirk had a good mid-range game. He had a good three-point game, but that turnaround, yes. fall away, knee in the air jumper he had was money. But yeah, yeah. KD, yeah. KD, I'm, I'm, look, he is probably hands down, probably, I'm, he, he is probably the best scorer 
ever in the in the history of the NBA. Wow, it's it's, it's a difference. Don't don't get me wrong. You, no, you, know no, how, you, you know how I feel about Mike. You no, I don't. About Mike. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Mike. Mike, Mike, I do. My, Mike, in my opinion, is the greatest ever. Period. Right. That's just my opinion. But yep, I, I'm talking yep. about a just natural scoring ability that can catch, shoot from anywhere on the court. The dude is probably he, he's going to go down in history as the greatest scorer ever in the history of the NBA. I, I'm gonna go ahead and give him that right now. Don't get. You, you, I, I, I don't we disagree. Seen, we, I, we seen we seen games where we seen games where greats like Kobe done put up sixty and Mike done put up sixty three. LeBron done put up his big numbers, and those came in spurts. You know what I'm saying? But as far as yeah. the only person that can match that scoring ability, you know, to Mike is is KD. Man, no, I I've never seen a score like that. When he hit that three pointer at the end of the game, man, I was like, this this shit is nuts. It was like a one the dude can shoot. The dude can shoot, can man, shoot. from anywhere. But it's, he he create matchup problems because a exactly. person of his height is not supposed to shoot yeah. with that accuracy. Yeah, average routine. Your average six foot ten forward can't guard him. No, they not coming but the to only, the perimeter. Exactly. Yeah, he he's trashing a Miguel uh, 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 McGee. He's trashing um, Simmons. You know, speaking of Simmons, Simmons, yeah. he's been in the league long enough to have a jump shot, a mid-range. He does not we, have it. We go through and, this with every every year we go through this with Ben Simmons and how he yep. developing or how his jumper is developing or everybody said two, three years ago, once he developed his mid-range game and his jumper game, he's going to be unstoppable. And every year we wait for this guy to show up at some point with some type of scoring ability from the outside and he has yet to produce. If And if he would, his team would be in a better position. Like a whole just think position. if he was contributing, you know, 15, 17, you know, around the elbow. Yeah. If he could, it would be the world of difference for Philly. And until he developed that. That series would have been over. That series would have been over. Oh, yeah. But 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 nobody would have been able to stop them. Period. I mean, because yeah, no, they yeah, have a good yeah. team. They have a great team. They got a, all the pieces. Yeah. Philly been working on these pieces for years now, and they've been getting them in place. And, and they, they get had to good that, pieces come through there and leave yeah, too. They they get to that second round, and for some reason, they got that curse on them. Either somebody get hurt, like Embiid did the game before, and they yeah. come back and he ain't up up to par. Uh, something always happens in that second round. Around this time, game four, game five, where they just fall apart. I don't know what it is. Well, about it it must be it must be off season prep, you know, off season um, maintenance because you know there are a lot of players in the league that spend a lot of money in upkeep in the off season, and exactly. you know I don't think he's paying that bill. You know I think he's really taking a lot of time off, and it's affecting his game. I mean, yeah. it, it, nobody wants to. Anthony Davis, a, is, uh, Anthony Davis is another person who need to spend that bread to get his uh facts get his get get I, himself in shape. I was gonna segue to him too. I was gonna throw him in that same basket because it, it seemed like once the miles get high in the towards the end of the season, that's when they start having breakdowns. That's when they you start know what I'm saying. Down. That's a conditioning yep. problem. Um, you got to hit the gym, and, and that's my only concern with KD is 
all right, let's look at the injuries he's had. Could they have been prevented? Or are they a, a, uh, are they um, occurring based on the way he played the game? Yeah, you know, these because guys, these, these smaller guys with these smaller frames, not to even say Anthony Davis is a small guy, but he, he can use some strength and conditioning. Oh, yeah. KD can definitely yeah. use some strength and conditioning. But at this point in the career, you know what you get from KD. You know he's going to be a shooter. And I, I think he's beyond that point to where he's like, I need to do some strength and conditioning to extend my career. You know what but I'm saying? KD, but I, I get you. But KD actually looked like he lost some weight. Like, I looked at him, and I'm like, dang, he looks sick or something. You know, it looked like he lost weight, and he was already kind of skinny. Yeah, he probably did. He probably you did. You know. But, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm happy to see this year, man, that it's going to be a whole new set of teams in the finals. And we, we yeah. know that from who's who's been eliminated already and who's left. I'm glad to see some the, the actual young kids. Um, are getting their opportunities like the Phoenix Suns. I'm glad they get an opportunity, and maybe the yeah. Nets come out. And maybe the Nets come out the East. Who knows who comes out the East, depending on the injury situation. But yeah. it's uh, we 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 know we're going to get two fresh new teams in the NBA Finals this year, and that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, because I think both teams that was in the Finals last year lost in the first round this year. Mm-hmm. So Miami yep. was out, and um, LA was out, and the Lakers um, were out. You know, and it's it's one of those things where somebody was complaining, oh, our offseason was cut short. And I, uh, I think somebody was saying LeBron was making comments about it. And I'm like, okay, the the uh, the decision to have a shortened offseason was voted on by the Players Association. So y'all already knew what y'all were up against. You already, you already knew what time it was. Yeah, y'all agreed to it. So yeah, yeah. I think the season started in, in – um, December, mm-hmm. right before Christmas, I believe. Yeah, you are. You, you already know. knew what time it was. I, yeah. I think. I think um, LeBron is at the stage in his career now. I mean, it's obvious. Don't get me wrong; he's still a great player, but I think he's mm-hmm. at the stage now where he he needs those players around him that's going to compensate for what he can no longer do. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he can't I've, do anything. I've, I've I seen, think it's... I've seen I've seen flashes against. Phoenix, like for instance, with the the elimination game, he was showing flashes towards the end of the game where where he could take over the game, but he just didn't have that kill shot. You know what I'm saying? He never produced that kill shot in the series that make you say, "Okay, the Lakers are going to take this." You know what I'm saying? He he never showed that, and it it showed, and maybe that's because Davis got hurt. I don't know. Maybe, and 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 the role players around him is almost like they were standing still. In that last game, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think, I think they definitely need to add another piece to the puzzle in LA next year. Um, if you're going to yeah. depend on him and Davis, Davis needs to, like I said, get in shape, get some conditioning done, pay somebody to come and get his body right. And they got, they're going to have to definitely give up some people to get a solid, a, a real solid point guard in there to help those guys out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you see today it was announced that uh, LaMelo was awarded a um, rookie of the year? I saw that. I saw that. I also seen a rumor about a trade out there, man. Oh, really? uh, um, Going from Charlotte to – I forget who. It was two other – it was another player that they put up 
I can't remember. I got a, I, I, I read the story on. Um, I can't remember. I know it came up on my phone, and I started reading it, and I was doing some other stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna get back to it, but I never got back to it. But I heard some trailers. Canelo was balling. It was yeah, balling this season. I, I don't see why Charlotte would let him go. I really yeah. like. No way. No way. You build a team around him. Yeah, you definitely got to build it. You definitely got to put some pieces of the puzzle in place around him and, yeah. and, and get Charlotte back to like they was when LJ and them boys was out there. You, yeah. know who, you know who Booker reminds me of, man? Booker actually reminds me of Steph Curry's pop. He's just more mobile. Oh, he, he's more mobile. He's more <laughs> mobile. Dale Curry yeah. had a mid-range game. He definitely had the three-point game, but he wasn't that yeah. mobile of a guy. He was a spot-up shooter. Booker yeah, reminds yeah. me of him. Booker can actually move without the basketball, and he can drive to the basket. That's what separates right. them two. But the the game is very very similar. Yeah, game is yeah, very I can very see similar, that. man. Yeah, so. I can see that. But you got to understand too, um, the difference in the times. The style of play was different back then. True. Uh, positions were more defined back then. Now you got two way players. Um, shoot, some of three way players, depending on what the scheme is. True. You know, it just depends. And, and I often wonder, could our players of today play in the league, you know, just say 20 years ago? You know, I would like to see how the numbers stack up. Um, I would like to see some of the, the possible matchups and uh, see if they, they would I still think, hold I, up. I think I think from a endurance standpoint, running up and down the court, yeah, because we we don't see a lot of low post players in this in this league now. We see a lot of right. pick and roll shooting, spot up threes, this that and the other. I think the problem with today's players would be the the physical aspect of the game because nineties or eighties, nineties, early two thousand, the game was so physical, brutal. Where the the power forward position mattered, the center yeah. position, the, the center position mattered. A lot of these, a yeah. lot of the plays that were orchestrated on these teams back back then were designed for Akeem Olajuwon, for Patrick Ewing, for David Robinson, for Tim Duncan, for uh, um, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Shaq. These games were designed around these big men, and if yeah. you you go down in that post, man, especially if you pay the team like the Knicks and the Pacers. When they had the Davis brothers and Rick Smith, you was gonna get beat up, man. Yeah, you was not you you was not going down that low post lollygagging, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so and, but I, you I, wasn't I, running free through the through the paint either. You wasn't running free through the paint. My my issue today with the players would be is what we're seeing now, where a lot of big men um, are 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 getting hurt and they can't they can't finish out a season. They tearing tendons and Achilles and. They, mm-hmm. The low post game, don't get me wrong, there's some players in the league that still have a great low post game, but I don't think they could last. I mean, even if you go on to the, the, two, the early 2000s when Rashid came in the game and Juwan Howard and all those guys came in from out of Carolina mm-hmm. and Duke, those guys were still in, in, the, in the low post game. I mean, I mean, it was, it's, I, I don't know, man. It's definitely I, I think different. It, it, it'll probably be a wash. You know what I'm saying? You you can interchange some pieces in there, or whatever the case may be, but I, I just don't think the physicality these players today, I don't think they could stand up to it because you the fouls wasn't getting called back then. 
you know, yeah. all these these little knick-knack and whatever fouls. You go into the basket, getting hit on the elbow. You wouldn't Shaq was you you had to get on Shaq's back, grab him around his neck for the referee to be like, okay, I'm gonna blow the whistle. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And unless yeah. it was just a unless it was just a obvious foul, them referees was like, so, what you looking at me for? So we you we use Shaq as an example. Give me one person in the league with Shaq's size when he's when he even when he was a rookie or mid career. Not the Shaq we see today. But I'm saying Shaq at when his he was in a when he prime, was in the league? Yeah. At prime, seven, prime six, Shaq. Man, the only at, person at that was one. The only person that was as big as Shaq that probably wasn't he was no good that played against Shaq. Well, well, David Robinson was really only six ten. No, no, 10. David Robinson was seven one. I don't know about that one, dog. He was probably six ten, six eleven. Nah, they got they Just got like Tim they Duncan always, labeled at six ten, six always, eleven. They always listed Pat Ewing at seven feet. He was six ten. They always listened uh, okay. Alonzo Mourning at seven feet. He was six ten. He was uh, six ten or six eleven. Six ten or six eleven. A lot of these guys weren't quite. Seven feet, but if you go back to that era, the only person that was his size, and like I said, that it actually it was two guys that was big, but that wasn't. I'm I'm not comparing them to saying they was good at Shaq, but just from a size standpoint, was Greg Osatag and probably Oliver Miller. Wow, that's it. That's it. That that I that I could think that was seven seven feet or so better, you, and that had that size. Now Rick Smith was seven six, seven five. But seven, he was six, thin. Ever thought? But he was thin though. He he didn't have that size yeah. on him. I can't like think Sean of Bradley. Yeah, I can't think of nobody else that had that height and that size besides Oliver Miller. And now, uh, like I said, my the the other dude, Greg Osatag, when he played in in uh, Utah. Utah. So the only other person I can think of is Yao. Yao Ming. He was not a skinny seven four. Nah, he was a big seven four. He was a big seven four, yeah. Yao Ming was a big yeah. seven four. Ain't no, ain't, yeah. I, I ain't really seen no big, really big guys like Shaq that just came out. I mean, if they did, their careers was short lived. They didn't, they didn't, they yeah. didn't last too long. But nobody was ever as dumb. He's probably by far probably the most dominant player ever in the in the Agreed. NBA. Period. Agree. He was one of the, yeah. he was he he he's in the line with probably the top five guys that when they stepped on the court, it's nothing you can do about it. You just let Shaq get his and it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he 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 was just one of those guys, man. So I'm yeah. I miss that. I miss that era, man. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that era. I yeah, another, we don't get that. I had another inbox argument Uh-oh. you know this morning, you know, with you know, about LeBron and Mike and who was this, who was that, and you know oh, what? I actually, I, I actually didn't say too much. It was a one liner. What? It was one. It was it was a one liner, man. Yeah, I actually didn't argue with the guy, man. And all I said to him was, if you watched um, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan and they interviewed Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant said, "I learned everything from Michael Jordan. I got all my moves from Michael Jordan." Now people are saying that. Uh, LeBron is the greatest, or one of the greatest. Like, do do you who? How can you skip over Kobe Bryant? Was my question. And if you can't, you you my my argument was you can't skip over Kobe Bryant if you're saying Kobe Bryant was better than 
LeBron and Kobe Bryant said out of his mouth that everything that he learned, he learned from Michael Jordan. So how can you just put LeBron at number one? It's, and that, it's that, all was, about... that, was, that was my whole argument. And then he wanted to get into the numbers and this, that, and the other. I said, man, I brought up the argument again. I said, bro, listen, you talking about LeBron as the, the highest scoring player in, in NBA playoff history. Okay, cool. Name me one time Michael Jordan took somebody to seven games. He couldn't name it. Look, 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 look. And We're not I said, going there. Well, no, We're not I'm going just, there. no, no, no. I'm just giving you the argument that I gave him. This is not me and you. Right. I'm just, I'm just right. giving you the argument that I gave him. I said <laughs> the first round of the NBA playoffs back then was five games. Yep. Right. Then it was seven games. I said Mike swept everybody in the first round. Second round, he might take you five games. He was getting them out of there. And then it was icing their knees up, waiting to see who they played. I said, now, can you imagine if Mike took everybody to seven games in the first round, in the second round, in the third round, how many points he would have at the end of his career? LeBron's supposed so, to have a million points because he takes everybody to seven games. So, so I will say this. Uh, I, I, I fully understand what you're saying. I, I hear the argument. But at the same time, you know, each each one of those great players you mentioned aren't doing all the scoring themselves. They have teammates. and They do have teammates. That and, is true. And Mike had great teammates, but that they also true. knew that if they wanted to continue to play on the team, they had to live up to his standard. He had a very high standard as a teammate. He had a very for high all his standard. Teammates. He did have um, a very high standard. He did I'm, have not, very- I'm, not, I'm not saying um, – Kobe and LeBron don't have high standards, but I think that um, they may not demand as much. Like Mike, Mike almost demanded perfection. If you just look at some of the interviews yeah. that his player, I mean, he would really get into them in, in practice. And, yeah. and everybody say you practice like you play. So I get it. But at the yeah. same time, you know, when he had those runs, he had great great players around him. Um, yeah. and, and, and even for Kobe and his teams, when he had his runs, he had great teams. Yeah, great LeBron, teams the did. teams that he that Hell he took to the championship, he had great teams. It wasn't yeah. just him putting the ball in the hoop. It was more to it. Yeah. Um, my, my, only, my only, like I told dude I was having a debate with this morning, I said my only, I have only one knock on everybody that talks about LeBron and the teams that he's been on. I and I and you heard me say so gladly say it again. Besides Ron Harper, Dennis Rodman, and Bill Cartwright, you throw him in the mix too. Besides those three players, everybody on the Chicago Bulls team was a draft pick. That team was literally built from the ground up. Mike well, never left the Chicago, but let me finish. Mike never left the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls, and everybody on that squad was a draft pick. He he never left. I believe in my heart that had LeBron stayed in Cleveland, they would have put the pieces around him, whether it had been draft picks or whoever, that LeBron, he would have been surpassed six rings by now. That's just my personal opinion. Well, so, I, I'm with you. And but, everybody but you also got to have management that, that can see that vision. You you gotta have you, that's true. You gotta have management to see the vision, but and, you can't and, you can't you can't say LeBron makes everybody better when he's every team that he's been on that he's left. So we've yet to see how great he can actually be because he hasn't stayed well, anywhere longer than except for his well, first stint with uh, um, Cleveland. 
He hadn't stayed well, see, in there and, longer than two years. And, and see, and that's, that's the difference in the times. Like, back then you had a, a long-term commitment, commitment to the organization because the organization was taking um, those – they was building those key pieces. And the reason why Chicago always had to build through draft picks is because they was winning championships and they got the absolute last pick. That's just exactly. why that happened. Well, but I mean, prior they, to they, prior to but prior the, to prior to their championships, everybody that was on that bench was a draft pick. Like I said, they bought Bill Cartwright in, Rodman, and 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 um, Ron Harper. That's it. Everybody else on that team was a draft pick. I think LeBron must, like I said, it's my personal opinion. I think LeBron should have stayed in Cleveland his whole entire career. That man would have had ten rings by now. He, and see, I disagree with that because he's a business. Even even MJ was a business. He understood that the the whole his whole um, being in Chicago mattered. The second right. that Mike the the second that Mike left, it was no. I mean, the tickets declined. Obviously, yeah. they still made two playoff runs with with um, Scotty, but he wasn't bringing in ticket sales like MJ. Oh, you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and back then, long-term loyalty was the thing. I'm going back to uh, Patrick in, in New York. I'm talking about um, Reggie in Indian, Indiana. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about Carl yeah. Malone. To, you know, stayed all those years, what, 19 seasons with Utah. Then he played one season for L.A., which people yeah. fail to f- forget that yeah. in that year, the Lakers had a bomb team. They had a paper. squad. They had a squad that year, dog. They had a bomb team. They had a and squad. They still didn't win a championship. Yeah, you know. So, cool. you know, and I, I, I get it. But back then, loyalty was a thing. Now I think, it's like I think they could have. I think they could have put. I think if LeBron stayed, just like he got on the phone and called Bosch and Wade and said, "Meet me in Miami." I think the mm-hmm. organization could have probably said, "Okay, LeBron, what do you need? Who do you want? Well, let's bring well, these guys see, in." And seeing when you got people, so you got the basketball side and you have the business side. You know, you got the bean counter saying, all right, now we pay this salary, but we're not feeling, we're not selling out or we're not selling enough merchandise or mm-hmm. people are not buying enough beers, people are not buying enough hot dogs or pizzas. You know, so, you know, the, the bean counters are, are counting all of that. And, and when management start to, you know, start doing things, you have to look back and say, you know what? This is my talent. I have a short window to capital capitalize on it. I need to make mm-hmm. the most that I can because I know my work. And and that's what I believe happened. You know, True. I don't I don't knock anybody for leaving the organization to make a better way for themselves when it makes sense. True. Um True. you know, we we talked about Durant before. The Durant mm-hmm. made his move and I respect that. And, you know, a lot of people didn't like it, but yeah. the fact of the matter is literally his, his career, anybody's career, professional level or any sport, can come to an end in one second, in a millisecond. A wrong Correct. hit, a wrong, hey. you know. KD you know, wanted and, to chip, man. KD wanted to chip, man. Well, and that's the help, thing. Every, everybody played a game to compete for the highest, the highest um, um, title, which is to be a champion. I mean, just yes. think about it. It, it. it don't bother me, but it does bother me that we have some out there that can say, hey, I'm an NBA champion, but they weren't a major contributor to the team that season. And I'm looking like, yo, I'm like, yo, Dwight Howard is an NBA champion. 
<laughs> I'm not knocking Jeremy Lin, but Jeremy Lin is an NBA champion. This is true. Um, and then I'm, I look at Charles, and I'm like, yo, Charles, you're not an mm-hmm. NBA champion. Carl Malone, you're number two on the scoring list all time, but you're not a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's why players are like, yo, let me go ahead and move. Like all those people moved to Brooklyn this season. It was like, yo, if Brooklyn yeah. don't win it, something's wrong. It's a problem. It's yeah. a problem. But they then, got a squad. You hear me? But then, but then pieces start falling around, falling down around them. You know, um, Aldridge has a heart ailment, so he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, Durant, he's had several injuries. Harden has had several injuries. Um, Irving has taken, you know, large chunks of leave this past season. And they're still competing. Then they brought in Blake. They have an awesome team. They got a they awesome got a, team. a bomb team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't knock these players for moving into bigger markets for bigger salaries because mm-hmm. truthfully, they're in the business of making money. Nobody and, and they want to compete. So they want it's a twofold issue. They want to get paid and they want and to win. They, they want to win. Absolutely. They want to win. I ain't mad at and, that at all, brother. I ain't mad at know, that at all. And, and, the time and, him, man. and MJ the time had that. Yeah, and MJ had that because he was I, making I, I, a lot I, of money. Yeah, I, I think him coming back to Washington was just scratching the itch. He wasn't gonna win no championship in Washington. He just Mike was just a competitor, and he well, was he was sitting on the sideline and he started tapping that vein. But he, you know he what? Needed to, he needed to get high, man. I I think I think also too he wanted to show the talent that was being brought into Washington. So, like, you look, I'm not just showing up to practice to, to show y'all. I can still prove to y'all that I can bust your ass in practice and still yeah. come out here and play 48 minutes if I need to. And you know, so points, yeah. It, yeah, he's 40 years old. Yeah, Bruh. that's true. That's you know what true. I'm saying? So, I think it was a couple of issues with that. And, and yeah. did it tarnish his reputation? It did for a little while. But yeah. when people talk about the great MJ, they, we, we know they're talking about the six championships in Chicago, they almost right. never mentioned the, the two seasons in, in Washington. Yeah, that's true. That is a hundred percent true, brother. Man, that was a good yeah. conversation about the about NBA, man. Yeah, man. You know, it's that time of the year. Um, I guess we just need to say, like, who, who do you see in the finals? Like, uh, as of right now, I'm going to say Phoenix out the West. Because I, mm-hmm. I I don't see them losing, man. I just think they they clicking right now. Even I'd like you said, Chris Paul will be back, and they just and to, to be perfectly honest with you, man, when it comes to Chris Paul, it's not so much that the scoring they rely on, they rely on the leadership and and the and the and the and the, and the, and the organization on the floor. He is like right, the, the, right. He is like the, the the captain on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like he makes right. sure everybody is in place. So I don't think they like. Well, we're gonna miss Chris Paul because it's thirty points. He's not gonna give you 30, 35 points no more. He's gonna give yeah, you a good twelve to seventeen points a game. He's gonna give you eight or nine assists, and he's gonna make sure the ball where where it needs to be. He's gonna orchestrate that offense. So I don't think yeah. they're gonna miss a beat if he does stay out. If anything, the 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 the, the backup, the, the scoring is probably gonna increase from whoever his backup is because that's that's not what they rely on from Chris Paul anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I could definitely see Phoenix coming out the West. And if if the pieces fall into place for the Nets, if if Harden, if Harden can hold on, if Kyrie can get healthy, 
and KD keep doing what he's doing. Blake, that squad they got, I don't see nobody beating them out the East. So I'm going Phoenix and New Jersey out the East. And I'm going to say this might upset some people, but KD has been there several times. The man know what it takes to win in the finals, whether he was with OKC, whether he was with Golden State, and now with the Nets. I just don't see KD just sitting down and be like, okay, we made it to the finals, and I'm here. I'm going to Nets in seven games, man. Nets in seven? Nets in um, seven, man. I, so I, I agree with your picks. Um, as, as much as I would like to see Kawhi Leonard win another title with a different team, mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough in them to get, to get through. So right. I agree. I'm going with Phoenix as well. Um, I I like I like Brooklyn, um, but if they're next, they're playing. So it's um, Milwaukee and yeah, well, yeah, they're playing Milwaukee right now, um, and. Philly is playing Atlanta, so playing Atlanta. Yeah, if they can if they can close out against Milwaukee, they should be a clean sweep. It should be it, it should open the pathway to a, to the championship. Yeah, because yeah. they their, their biggest matchup right now is against Milwaukee. Yeah, which which is not a good look for Giannis. But hey, he he. Let me put it like this: Giannis shows up in the playoff. This is exactly. other teammates that don't. That don't show up, right? That right. don't. Yeah, right. that man puts in work. He he's prepared, and he attack when he wants to. Folks got to understand, he's a seven footer. He's supposed team, to be playing center. It's another team that's missing one piece, man. Milwaukee is missing one more piece, man. They get one more piece in place on that team, and it's curtains for a long time. That's if Giannis decides to stay in Milwaukee, and they put another piece in place. Milwaukee's going to be dominant for a long time. I'm talking about the next five, six years if they can get an, add another piece to that puzzle. If they if they lose this year, the front office is going to have to make some hard decisions. Like, period. Because they listen to the chatter as well. They're saying, like, exactly. yo, how you have a, a two-time league MVP without a championship? Like, mm-hmm. bro, it, it, it shouldn't happen this way. Um, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, even even – even Westbrook wanted in there. And believe it or not, Giannis' little brother got a championship last year with the Lakers. So I'm he sure, sure his brother's like, hey, man. And he got two brothers that play for Milwaukee. Right. So the, so the baby boy is like, I think he's the youngest, is like, yo, I got a championship ring. Where's y'all at? Y'all been in the league. Y'all play yeah. on a dominant team, and you just can't get over the hump. So, right. you know, they got, some, they got some hard, tough decisions to make in Milwaukee. Yeah if it don't go that way for them. But I do agree. Um, I do like Phoenix and, <clears throat> excuse me, Brooklyn in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see I see it going seven games as well. It, it will yeah. not be an easy series. No, nah, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody winning in four, five, or six games in that series, man. And I think it's going to come down to whoever has the home court advantage. Because I think it's um, – I think the format is 2-2-1-1. Two, two, one, one, Two two one one one. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly yep. what it is. So, 
Yeah, so yeah, man, it's, that's what it's gonna be. Whoever can win on their home 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 court is going is gonna win it. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, I done I done lit up another stick. I done transitioned from Shell Hampton over to the to the uh, Oliva G box pro. Oh, okay. That's another one. Oh yeah, that's favorites. a good smoke. It's a that's good, a good smoke. Good, good mild to medium stick. Um, I done refilled up my Jameson. So it's actually Jameson actually paired with both of them. So I'm. Mm. I'm I'm going in with that man, and before we get off, man, um, I just want to give a shout out to all the graduates everywhere, oh, all yeah. over the place, man. Especially my daughter, oh, yeah. she's graduating. <laughs> I got to shout out my daughter, man. Hey. She's had straight A's all the way through high school. She's receiving her um, her highest honor degree tomorrow, and she's um, getting her international back back. Bachelor, baccalaureate, however you say it. She was in the yeah, IB bac- program. Yeah. Bac- baccalaureate, yeah, whatever, however it is. Baccalaureate, see, yeah. She sees she didn't get her smarts from me. But <laughs> she has, she, she's graduating tomorrow, man. She has had straight A's all the way through high school, all four years in high school. She has already fulfilled her um, credits for her associate's degree in high school. So I'm super proud uh-huh. of her. So oh, yeah. she's she's going into college with a associate's degree already, working on her bachelor's, and she's got a full ride scholarship to Old Dominion University. Papa's proud of that because that money can go on cigars. So I got plenty of, <laughs> I got plenty of cigar money to spend for the next four years. So I'm super proud right. of my baby girl, man. I'm, I, I hey. the words can't even explain. I know I'm probably gonna lose my mind tomorrow night at her graduation. Hey. I cannot wait to see her walk across that stage. And them list all the scholarships that she got that she turned down to take this one school, and it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts tomorrow. Her uh, party is actually on Father's Day. Happy Father's yep, Day yep. to everybody out there. The Father's Day slash oh, yeah. graduation party at my crib oh, is yeah. gonna be nuts on Sunday. Um, Ooh, if you man, it's gonna be nuts. I know it's gonna be a graduation party probably from about three to five when all her high school friends come over, and then you know the adults take over after that. It's gonna right, be nice right. out here in my backyard. Right. We got the DJ coming. We gonna have food, cigars. We gonna have drinks. It's gonna be we crazy. It's gonna big be big over there. We it's gonna be insane on Sunday. I, I'm, Good. Look, I'm so excited, man. I woke up and I thought today was her graduation, and I, I had to catch myself because I we got, got one more day, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, you have no idea how stupid I'm gonna act tomorrow when I see my baby girl walking across that stage. It's gonna be nuts. Hey, look, man. Hey. Hey, hey shout, shout out, out to, to my niece, Shout out man. to all the she graduates, man. She didn't yeah. put in work. Um, you know, and, and shout out to everybody, man. The last, I'm going to say about the last week, man, I must have said congratulations 2,000 times. Um, all, you know, my classmates from, from my graduating class, their kids have been graduating for the last, you know, couple years. And it's yeah. good to see that, um, you know, their kids are moving on to a higher learning or going yeah, into the military. Yeah. So shout out to um, all the parents out there that have endured, that's, you know, continue man. to push their children to that next man. level. Listen, let me and, tell you um, something, man. Let me, let me tell you something, man. Uh, and I'm going to say this. I don't care how smart your kid is and how many A's they get. Getting your kid through high school, those four years, it's, it's, a, it's a job, man. I, I seen my son go through high school. He graduated back in 15. And now yeah. to see my daughter go through, I don't care how smart your kid is, how many A's they got. It's a job as a parent to make sure your kids succeed. 
coming through oh, high yeah. school, especially, especially in the world we live in today, man. Just oh, to yeah. see them progress and succeed. Shout out, yeah. to him, man. Shout out to all the graduates everywhere. If you're a parent listening to this and you got a kid graduation, shout out to them. Or grandkids. Grandkids, grand too. Kid. I yep. personally want to shout out. It's been 25 for me, my uh, 25-year um, anniversary. We, uh, My class of 96, we getting together. Uh, Woodrow Wilson High School up in Camden, New Jersey, man. Shout out to everybody, class of 96. Dopest class to ever come through Woodrow Wilson High School. We putting together... <laughs> We're putting together a class reunion now for the end of August. So I'm going to drive up to Jersey. We're going to cele- celebrate our 25-year reunion. Shout out to everybody in Jersey, man. Word. Hey, so you put that out there. I was just thinking, yesterday was my 23rd year of uh, from graduating from the greatest school in the 757. Matter of fact, it's the greatest school in the state, in the country. <laughs> the uh, Indian River High School in Chesapeake, Virginia, class of 98. Um, shout out to all my classmates, man. Shout out. Like I said, they've been, they've been, um, their their kids have been graduating. So shout them out. And they, guess what? The kids are graduating from Indian river as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's legacy, but, um, shout out to everybody, man. And and last but not least, man, uh, 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 even with the, we do with the graduations and these major milestones, man, we have some that are graduating from college as well. So shout them out. out Um, That, it's been hard that happened in May. With, with COVID, yeah. man, and what these kids had been doing. My daughter hadn't been in school since her junior year because everybody's been going to school from home. So right, right. Just them right. being home and not being around their peers and seeing their classmates every day, it's been hard for them sitting in front of a computer every day for six, seven, eight hours a day, you know, right, doing right. distant learning. So for them to stay as focused as, as they have been, Shout out to them for for enduring this uh, pandemic, man. Everybody's starting to come back outside. Um, yeah, a lot of places have relaxed the mask res- um, uh, requirements. Requirements. So shout out, man. Like I said, everybody's going back hey. outside. I personally can't wait till this. I, all I'm gonna say is on Sunday. If you're here on Sunday, no mask required. We're gonna get it in, man. Word. We're hey, gonna get um, it in on Sunday. Thank you to everybody that support us, the Rap Sessions podcast and Hoya Special Premium Cigars. We want to thank yeah. you. Uh, please continue to spread the word. Uh, visit our website at www.hoyaspecial.com. Yeah. Um, place your orders. We get them in the mail as soon as possible. Um, if you, if bro, you hear the 757, if you, if you oh, hear yeah. the 757, hit up the lounges, North Suffolk. Hit up Flat Street, hit up Moe's, hit up the High. And we had a um, young lady that came in out of town um, last week to hit us up on the inbox. She was like, yo, I'm from here. I ain't been here in a long time. Where are your cigars at? I need that Seven Cities collection. So shout out to people yeah. that's coming in and out of town that heard about us, that stopping by the lounges and picking up our product, man. We are, man, I, I can't even, it's, it's still baffles my mind that people are smoking our cigars, man. So yeah, thank bro. You. yes, yeah. Thank you. Um, last but not least, uh, I want to say happy Juneteenth Day to everybody. Um, oh, it's yeah. official. It's an official holiday. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of government folks are having uh, will have the day off tomorrow. But again, we still got some ways to go. But hey, it's a start. We'll take every you know every chance we get, every opportunity we get to continue yeah. to press forward. But happy Juneteenth to everybody. Exactly. Um, what did you say? This is episode, uh, season four, episode season four. four.
Season 4, Episode 4. This is the Rap Session, man. Burn Notice over here. And Cigar Slim over here. Hey, we out, man. Peace out. Peace.